Hey guys, welcome to Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. This is Andrew Burr from the Andrew Burr Group at the Kai's Company. And we can't wait to get started. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. Uh, this is my guest this week, Gina Sobron. Um, she works for Guardian Angel Pest Control uh, down here in South Florida, and you can check out more about that in our Real Talk episode that we're going to um, record right after this. But let's get started, as we always do, by saying, Gina, thank you very much for coming on the show, and tell us a little bit about what brought you to South Florida. How'd you get here? Where'd you come from? My mother's womb. That's a good story. Born in for Miami. Sure. For sure. Oh, so well, you're. Because I didn't so really a... come to sort. So wow. I'm gonna start Got way back. Full on local right? here. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so all right. So you. So you. So you're born in Miami. Mm-hmm. Raised in Miami or. Until second grade. Okay. Went to St. Lawrence, and we lived right down the street from Belda Farms. I always remember that warehouse. Yeah. And the little girl where her pants were being pulled down for the, the sunburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was That's where crazy. I grew up and was born. Yeah. All right. Then so, we, so we next next step from from two years old, where'd you go to next? So second grade I went from there oh, to grade. Nativity in Hollywood. And okay. that's where I pretty much grew up. So you grew until up in Hollywood area. Okay. I moved out. Okay, yeah. So we had uh well no, we haven't had Dave Burns on here yet. Um he's actually my accountant and he's he grew up in that same area, so interesting. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Whenever oh. we go down there, you know, go cruises or whatever, he's like, Oh yeah, we stay out there and da, da, da. Yeah, so that's cool. So you so you so you have a different perspective. You're our first, I guess, native Floridian. Oh. Well, everybody else has always come from somewhere else. So you have seen a whole lot of changes down here. I mean, obviously, a ton. Mm-hmm. Um so that would drive my next question is, so you now live where? In the Born? acreage in West Palm. Okay, so you live in the acreage. So so what What was, what was what brought you to the acreage? Because is that where you raised your family and all that stuff too? Is that, I mean, basically mm. or? Well, I moved out of my parents' house into Davie. Okay. Because I was, I barrel pretty, raced pretty close by. most okay. of my life. Yeah, yeah, not far at all. It's a, it's a rodeo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Bergeron Rodeo Ground grew up there. Okay. Uh, one of my girls, one of my kids was into it as well. My son a little bit, not too much. So we were in the Davy area for up until 12 years ago. Oh, okay, so they, they basically, you raised them mainly in, you know, Broward Davey, County? Davy, yeah, Broward. Broward. Okay. So what happened was the school system got pretty scary in Broward. I hate to say it. No, but, that's... You know, things change. And my one, my oldest, was not having a good time in high school. Right. She didn't really go to prom, didn't stay after school, didn't want to be involved. And, you know, we're an outdoor family, yeah. and we love sports. And I said, I'm not going to do that to the other kids. Right. So we picked up, and we moved as little bit north as possible. Right. Because I have four siblings and my parents that were in Broward. And everybody still, or was still there, at least, yeah. Right. So okay. A schools we found right in the acreage area out yeah. west there. Yeah. So that's where the rest of them graduated from. And it, it turned out great, I have to say. Yeah, hey, that's yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and you know, so you're out in the acreage, so you have, by definition, at least an acre of land, right? You're yeah, a almost two. Now, now back then, it was possible to have that in Davy too, like when you were younger, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, now yeah. it's, you, you can get it, but man, it's, it's pricey, yeah. right? 
But that's that's great. And then now, do you keep any horses on your land out here? Are you still into the you know barrel racing and the riding and stuff? Or up until five years ago, okay. I was, but. My son got into baseball, the youngest, so... Travel baseball. Exactly. Jeez, I was. Isn't that a theme here, Kyle? I was like, everybody... The travel... Ba- it, I don't know how people do that. It's so insane. We have... Uh, like, every other guest has the kids in travel baseball, and I'm like, blows my mind how much time that takes, and how much money, and how much... That is crazy. So, basically, you had to sell the horses to finance the baseball thing, or whatever it happened to be. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, Exactly. And before we get into that, which we will, so the cool thing is that where she lives, uh, it's basically central Palm Beach County. Um, You know, uh, the the name of it is the acreage. We also have Loxahatchee out there, Loxahatchee Groves, and a couple of things like that. But the reality is, is it's, we're very equestrian based here in the Western communities, quote unquote, Western communities. And being able to have your horses on your land with you is a huge thing uh, that a lot of people don't associate with Florida at all like they don't think about that but you know we you know the wellington area which is where the acreage is has become kind of the epicenter of equestrian sports oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah polo jumping dressage barrel rate you know we're not a huge old bear we have the you know the down there the jim brandon center down at okahili and stuff like that but mm-hmm. but it's a huge equestrian area and people are really amazed when they when they come out here sometimes because you know not only horses i mean people have livestock you know chickens whatever i mean it's a pretty rural area that's just down the street from the beach, just down the street from world-class, you know, entertainment, dining, all that kind of stuff. So there's a huge dichotomy here. Um, so you, it's fairly recent when you moved to the acreage then, right? 13 12, 12, 13 years. So how close are you to the newest city in Florida, Westlake? Are you? I'm actually all the way on the northeastern end of the acreage. So I'm backed up to Bay Hill. Oh, okay. And Ibis. Okay, so you're so pretty yeah, easy for pretty, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. So maybe we just come down Hall or something like that, right? Coconut to North Lake. Coconut to North Lake. Oh, North Lake. That's a whole other thing. But hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, no kidding. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of development going on. Um, but the nice thing for you is that all that development's really worked in your favor for values. I mean, between COVID and the development and putting basically a little city out there that has all the amenities right in the middle of a very rural area, you're doing pretty well, so that's good. Um, so I want to go back to um, the the baseball thing because that is, you know, it is a main theme for people that have kids down here is the sports and the year-round, you know, athletics because you can do it year-round, and we do. We do it year-round. 100%. Um, now, the travel leagues – they, they have summer and winter leagues, right? So it's not like you would get like two week break in between and then you go on to the next one, or how does that work? Yeah, it's spring, summer, fall. So oh, three it's difference. round and round. Okay. There's really no breaks. I mean, there might be a week or so, but they want them practicing. Yeah. <laughs> There's no downtime. Well, it's, yeah, so I have, I have friends that are in Ohio. They're in um, uh, just outside of, uh, uh, well, it's not just, uh, it's Dublin, Ohio. So, anyways, kind of near Cleveland or whatever. Um, uh, Columbus is the that's right. Columbus is a big town, and they and they basically they rush it in because they just started, um, you know their their season right. But the you know the uh, BJ the father he's like it's crazy because they only give them like you know like okay we got three weeks to whatever and then they're boom they're in games, and it's like man there's no time to so his son now they you know he's tall and lanky so they decided that they want him to be a pitcher and he's he's primarily a hockey player actually. But he does the baseball because he's very athletic and he's pretty naturally good at it. And they want to be a pitcher and stuff. So he had three weeks of 
practice, and then now he's pitching in games. Now, they're not in the travel league yet, but, you know, eventually if they end up doing that, the deal with that is, is that they don't, you know, their travel is not like here. Like here was Orlando probably like – Oh, we went to North Carolina, oh, Georgia, really? Tennessee. Oh, yeah, okay. we I was going to say, because their travel league is nowhere near. Like, there is nothing close. Like, they're all somewhere far away, um, like a different state, like the travel league up there where they're at anyways, which is kind of weird to me. But because I know a lot, I guess maybe it depends on the travel league, but I know that a lot of the, the travel uh, leagues will be, you know, more Florida-based here. I don't know. I'm sure there's different whatever. I'm not, I know nothing about travel leagues obviously i mean there's so a the people lot. we talk to are you know like a lot of them are just like you know from orlando to whatever and it's just they're kind of round robin yeah there's um, a ton of them the, yeah. for sure and then if they get to whatever like the, the playoffs and stuff like that mm-hmm. then that becomes a bigger thing or whatever but, correct um but yeah the, being able to do it year round is a huge boon though to the Benefit. kids right yeah so um now does your uh does your son I don't, where's he at right now with that? I mean, are we, are we aspiring for something else or are we just going to get a job or are we on a major league ball team? Where are we at? So, you know, another thing with Florida boys is they're drafted a lot because they're at a higher level for yeah, their age. Absolutely. And he always played up because his okay. birthday was right before the summer. So, mm. you know, but bigger, bigger. He had kid. some offers for uh-huh. some schools, but he decided that he was going to do med school. Yeah. Instead of baseball, Nothing wrong which with that. was like, <laughs> but you know, it's what it is. He is starting. He graduated from Florida Gulf Coast already. Okay. His biology, nice. and then he's going to Nova. Okay. To be an eye doctor. Oh, oh, cool. So my daughter's actually uh, doing her whatever it is to be the the one that you don't have to be a doctor for optometrist, I guess. Which one's the ophthalmologist? Optom- optometrist. Optometrist. I think is the one that she's doing. Because you don't have to be a doctor to right. be an optometrist, right? Optometrist. So he's going to be an ophthalmologist or something. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. Down here? Yeah. Yeah. She actually, uh, the place she works, they have a thing in Boynton, one in Wellington or whatever. And she you know, apprentices with whoever. Oh, that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, uh, but to get back to the, the Florida-ness of it, I guess, um, the ni- another nice thing we have here in, in Florida, we don't, you know, listen, never been a big secret that Florida's public school system has never necessarily been the best. You can find very good schools, but you also find those that aren't that great. Although I think that, you know, nationally, from what I hear, it's... Yeah, know. we're doing pretty good. But we also have a private school, charter school, whatever, on every corner. So it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy the amount of, you know, the opportunities that you have to put your kids in schools that... You know, on a general basis, are not crazy expensive. Like the, it's not like a preparatory school up north where you're paying, you know, six figures to put them through school. You know, I mean, but you know, there's a cost and all that sort of stuff. But so we managed to get around that. But the really nice thing about Florida schools, especially if you're a Floridian and you've been putting into bright futures or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. from the start, you know, we most of our kids can have their college, you know, paid for before they get out of high school through that program. And, you know, the Florida colleges seem to excel. Um, I mean, we have five top-tier colleges in the state of Florida that I, that I can think of. Um, and then depending on specialties and stuff like that. So we really do have a really great collegiate system. Um, not only in sports, but in actual education. So that's a nice little, nice little trade-off to have. So. Yeah, definitely. Then, you know, I guess if you could combine them both, that'd be the ideal thing, right? Well, my son, actually, three out of my four went to college. 
they had Bright Futures and Florida prepaid, which oh. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually getting enough money to pay for where they lived on yeah. top of everything being paid for at school. Yeah, that's great. Except yeah. food. Oh yeah, foods. Are, yeah. So that was it. No, that's and that's an amazing opportunity that you, that, that we have down there. So mm -hmm. if you're you know, thinking about moving down there and you got younger kids, make sure you look into that stuff. And hopefully, we still got it when your kids get older, because you know those programs. Yeah. Yeah, and so. one other thing I would give people as pointers, I learned this the hard way with one of my kids. If your kids are going to be in the, um, they're like higher classes so that like AP and all go that. To, right like, go towards yeah, their. Yeah. Their um, college, you mm -hmm. have to make sure that the classes they're offering actually do transfer over. So they got to do their homework first because you could end up with all these extra credits, but then they're only transferring to like one school or yeah. they don't transfer at all. So yeah, yeah, so. that's that is true. And and, and I and I have firsthand knowledge of some of them programs, uh, some of those programs, some of them programs. Did we go to college? I did. Uh, some of those programs, for instance, uh, at one of our local high schools here, the, uh, the uh, Palm Beach Central, they have an agreement with the Wharton School of Business at Penn State, but it's only if you're in that program, you can have an associate's degree basically when you walk out, but only if you go to Penn State, and then you continue your so there and and those are like the choice programs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's you know so many AP and you know because we uh, another thing that I do is I'm on the I am the scholarship chair for the Wellington Rotary Club, so I'm the guy that gives out scholarships every year, and the kids that we generally give out scholarships to have all got darn near a degree by the time they get to, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Our Interact students, um, they amaze me every every time. We gave two gals scholarships this year. One of them needed three credits to get their associates, and the other one was walking into college with an associates and starting straight on the bachelor's. Wow. So, yeah, so, nice. and, and they're both from uh, Wellington High School, so... But yeah, you do have to definitely know, you know, do your homework. And the crazy thing to me is now they're starting to, you know, put these kids in these programs in middle school and stuff, which I think is a little early. A little early, yeah. I mean, trying to develop now. Maybe if it's you know, if it's an arts type thing, like you know, your kid's very artistic and likes to sing or whatever it is, you want to put them in Bach, and then maybe they go to Dreyfus. That's one thing. But when we're talking about some of the, you know, the choice programs or the programs, you know, like veterinary medicine, veterinary medicine is offered at Wellington High School. Well, now they've got a couple of the schools, uh, the middle schools that are now offering like a precursor to that. So, but I don't, I don't know how a kid knows what they're going to do. When I was just going to say they, it's way too early. They so. switch sometimes their first year of college. So. Yeah, well, a lot of people go in with one major and leave with another. Yeah, so I mean, definitely. It's, you know, anyways, but it's a good thing that's afforded to us down here. So it's you know could be worse. Uh, so let's let's take it away from the kids and let's talk about you know you and your husband and whatever. Like what what does Gina like to do? Kids are not involved. What do you do that? What do you, what do you, what, what, what's, what are great things about being in South Florida that you really love that aren't necessarily kid centric? Okay. So I would say our number one activity would be motorcycle riding. Okay. My husband and I actually collect bikes. We have some collectors and we ride a couple times a week. You know, we'll do little meetups and things like that. We're into sport bikes right now. Okay. So we have some Ducatis. Oh, nice. And my husband also builds bikes. It's kind of his passion, hobby his passion. hobby. Yeah. Exactly. So he does a lot with that. 
That's another year-round you know, event down there. It's not year-round a lot of places. Exactly, yeah. There's um, never a date. Well, I mean, unless it's raining. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can and you guys, you guys generally head out west, like about, out by the lake, through the lake or something like that? or you just Yeah, like Lake in? Okeechobee, you know, the back roads to Stewart. Yeah. Um, we'll do, you know, the toy run, you know, oh, okay. charity yeah, events. Charity events, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poker, poker runs and stuff like that. Um, so the big, uh, so the big three here. So where are you at on the beach? Are you a beach gal or not a beach Usually gal? Usually Jensen or Delray. Okay. I do also like uh, Blue Heron at the end of Blue Heron, but lately we've been going a little north or south. Are you talking about the, the little park underneath the, the bridge, or are you talking about the actual Singer Island, you know, the beach? No, where, it's where? it's where. Uh, Right at the end of Blue Heron, you go over the bridge, mm-hmm. like where Peanut cool. Island is. Oh yeah, okay. So Peanut Island, yeah. Well, there's the little. So the, the so as soon as you get to the bottom of the bridge, if you were literally like the park before you got touched down, there's a Phil Harris Park. It's a little park there. Yes. Right. So that's a cool little park. And mm-hmm. if you're brave enough, you can actually swim over to Peanut Island. But that's a little insane sometimes. So that's why I, that's why I was asking because some people, you know, a lot of people don't know that that's there. And they just kind of whatever. And now you got to park at the marina. You used to be able to park right there. It's all everything changes. But I didn't know if that's what you were talking about. If you're actually talking about the beach, beach. No, right all the way at the end to the beach. Okay. You know, Mulligans is there. Yeah, the mall. Yeah, Give the it two ninety nine breakfast. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Two yeah. for one beers all day too, and they're pretty cheap. Wow. Pretty cold. Um, <laughs> it's at least that's what it was when I used to go there. It's been a while. In uh, time, was it Longboats? Longboats was there and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Johnny Longboats. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, so how often do you actually get to the beach though? So we just had our twenty fifth, and we stayed at the Opal Resort right on Delray. Opal's nice. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the last time two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it ends up being it, typically you know with the guests we have on it's either like oh we go there all the time or we never make it you know like because whatever so I'm just curious but uh, so the beach so you so you. Oh, not, not, no problem with the beach. You like the beach. You get there when you can. Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming that the same thing with being in the water. How much? I mean, how much is being in the water or on the water important to you versus maybe just hanging out at the beach? I'd rather be on the water. Yeah. I'm not a fan me of too, salt gone. water and sand. I don't like sand. I don't like the beach. And the beach, beach is not for me. But I love being on the water. So, uh, particularly down in the Keys and stuff. Obviously, uh, people that watch us know I have a place at Key Largo. Man, it's just mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I'm going to be down there. Again, I was just down there a couple days ago, but I'll be down there again in like a week and a half. Cannot wait. Um, awesome. All right, so we got that one. How about golf? Are you a golfer at all? I mean, does miniature golf count? Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that. That's no, no, I don't know. That's, listen. So people think of you know when they're when they're somewhere else. Like a lot, I, I feel like a lot of people go, oh man, you know the golf year round, the beach. And then, you know, what we started to bring up is the, the food, actually, which people never think about. But the eating, the prospects of finding a great meal outside of, like, a good you know, Cuban meal or something like that, like, but like fine dining, has changed so much in the past, say, 10 years. It's crazy because now we have everybody that had a restaurant in New York, you know, uh, Seattle, wherever. They all now open in places down here. So the food scene has changed immensely. So I guess I have two questions for you on that. When you were growing up, and when you were younger, were you were you a big Cuban, you know, fan of Cuban style food? Because some people are and some people aren't. I mean, I know when I first got here and I was uh, I like first time I got down here I was in my teens, I guess, or whatever. Or first time I stayed down here, and I, I loved it. I just like fell in love, right? But I didn't grow up with it around the corner. Yeah, so me neither. Oh, really? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. 
I married a Cuban. Well, that counts, so I, I, I guess. definitely yeah. have a lot of Cuban right, since so. then. But before that, not really. I mean, yeah. I'm Italian, so we yeah. always had Italian. If okay. we went out, we went out for Italian. Right. Yeah, okay, so. that's fine. Hey, what about now? Is I mean, are you a foodie? Do you go? Are you? Are you? Just, not really. Just a, yeah. Okay. I well, do love Mexican though. Yeah. Like I'll jump yeah. at the chance to go out for have Mexican. The, have you been the mole or whatever the new one over here? Yep, mole is good. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get conflicting opinions on that. Sorry, people. At mole. Well, they have really good chips and salsa. You can't rate a restaurant on chips and salsa. <laughs> yes, you can. No, I don't think you chips can. and salsa is huge. That's the first thing you get, but that's not. Uh, maybe maybe you can rate a restaurant. I don't know. It means so much to me. <laughs> really? All right. Well, there you go. Something something to go with your margarita, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so you guess. Chip salsa, margarita. Take whatever I ate. Then, home. then what you then what you order afterwards doesn't really matter. After no, a couple I take margaritas. it home and eat it tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, so. So you're not a foodie, which is, yeah, that's fine. Not everybody, not, not everybody is, but I think it's definitely changed there. Is there any other, like, things, like, if, if you are if you guys aren't going out on a bike, I mean, do you guys do, like, a date night if you do? Is there something particular you do down here that you enjoy for, like, a date night or something? Or are you just? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, but before Guardian Angel Home Inspections, which is what I do now and mm-hmm. I absolutely love, I did a different career for 30 years. Yeah. Well, so special needs. Oh, really? Okay. So I did all kinds of different avenues of it. I started out with horses for the handicap because both of my horses could ride anyone around. So they had asked me at a rodeo one time if I would volunteer. So I started doing that when I was 18, did that for many years. Then I fell into going into people's homes and teaching. I, I became an RBT, which is registered behavior therapist. And I trained parents how to, you know, mainstream their child with their other kids, you know, getting the homework done, you know, the nightly events and chores and for things to be smoother. So I did that for a while. Then I ended up the director for the ARC and MacTown. Oh, wow. So I had group homes. I had after school summer camp program and an adult companion program. And that became my passion because one of the classes I had to take back when, 85% of special needs are sexually, mentally, or physically abused. Yeah, I've actually heard some stuff about that. I have, uh, well, our rotary is involved in a couple of things like that too. And then my, uh, my, my wife's uh, cousin, um, I mean, you know, they put a couple of labels on him. But I mean, bottom line is he's mentally retarded. He basically stopped developing when he was you know like eight or so so he still got the mentality and all that of a of an eight-year-old now he's mm-hmm. 30 god he's probably 37 um and just interacting you know and stuff like that with him and some of his friends and hearing some of the stories and stuff like that so it's yeah it's kind of crazy it's not uh it's, it's hard to look at it in from in a, like an outside point of view like mine and find a whole lot of good stuff that happens to those kids uh, and yeah. it's and it's so that's that, that is quite the uh, emotional toll that has to take over the years. Well, I that's mean, why I said I'm going to make a difference. Right. And when I was offered this position at Guardian Angel, that was my only struggle. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I took some time off, went on vacation, was thinking about it, talking with family, praying. And it hit me that my position at this point, I was so high up. I was dealing with the government, grants, you know, 
it was so frustrating and I wasn't spending any time with them anymore. Even my staff, yeah. I wasn't able to train them as much as I wanted to because I was so busy with all the politics. The yeah. So now I volunteer. So you stay pretty busy. So basically. I do Miracles in the Outfield. Okay. That's a program for kids where Palm Beach Gardens actually purchased two fields for them in a playground. Oh, really? It is gorgeous. Nice. So in season, it's every Thursday night around 5 6 o'clock. Right. And we have two fields now. We've grown from one field to two fields. Wow. And we have a volunteer for each child. And each kid gets up to bat twice, do two innings okay. for so each so side. Good. And yeah, you know, so they, they have like... Make sure that they're involved and have a... Yeah, yeah. so That's they all awesome. hit the ball. They all run the bases. And it's, you know, the parents stay in the stands. Right. And we Which just get a bunch of volunteers to, yeah. you know, give them a night off and yeah, get the kids some exercise and... Yeah, it's yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is that, you know, my my aunt, not my aunt and uncle. They might as well be my wife. I've been together thirty something years. But so my wife's aunt and uncle. I mean, their whole their whole life revolves around their son still, and they've had to build their life around his needs, right? I mean, even now they're both retired. He still lives with them full time. He still goes with them everywhere they go. They built their, you know, vacation and all that right around you know, him because they had to. Uh, you know, and I've done a lot of stuff with like. Uh, uh, the, the the Hab Center and you know, stuff like that. Try to support them. Uh, the Hab Center in Boca. That wasn't our great. I think it's Seacoast or Sea. Uh, the Els Els Center. No, it's the it's the it's the Hab Center off of it's in Boca, right off of. Christ, I can't remember the road. I think it was Seagull Industries that maybe did it, but it was basically you know the it was somewhere to, that the kids could try to get some vocational training. It is basic stuff. Like they oh, would do yes, yes, yes. real basic manufacturing mm-hmm. stuff, like putting boxes together or something like that. And so I started getting involved uh, with that, you know, for a while. And I don't know, it's between not having time and honestly, I just I couldn't do it. I mean, it's just to me, it was very depressing and tough for me to stick with. So I bless you for that. That was that's 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 huge. Um, all right. Well, yeah, you don't really have much time for date night if you got all that going on. So um, <laughs> we get out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so the acreage, uh, what's your favorite place to eat in the acreage or Loxahatchee area out west? Hmm. Mexican. So what's Mexican? I don't even know what they do Mexican out there. Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think so. There will be soon. That'd in, be nice. In, in oh, West, actually. In Westlake, they're going to be putting. In Westlake, they're putting one? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a chain, but I mean, it's a, it's, my daughter loves it. What's it? Chipotle? Is it Chipotle one? Yeah, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, there's a Chipotle good. one out there. So there you go. But we have a Mexican restaurant in Royal Palm, which is straight down the road from me, and that is a really good Mexican place. And then Jabruski's Pizza is really good. Uh, okay. Takes a long time to get a pizza, though. <laughs> like an hour and a half. Hey. It's good. Listen. It's any, worth any, the wait. <laughs> anything, there you go. As long as it's worth the wait, it's good. All right. Well, I think what are we on time? We're about time to wrap this one. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. We're going to thank Gina so very much. We're going to do another episode, like I said, Real Talk. We'll talk there about the business more uh, and about how uh, insurance uh, and real estate is affected by inspectors and all that good kind of stuff. So thank you so much for coming on and letting us know know, your feelings about South Florida. Thank you. Awesome. I loved it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. Please do subscribe with the notification bell on. If you liked today's guest, you can also get more information about them right here. Like magic, it will appear. Uh, Anyways, we love having you here. We love having your friends here. 
Shout it out from the rooftops. Like us on Facebook. Share it with your friends. We'll see you soon here in beautiful, sunny South Florida.